Hello again and welcome to Key View here on Radio Cavell 1350 AM. Ian Wollstone home here with our monthly look at all that's best from the popular organ and keyboard world, where tonight I'll be talking with recording company proprietor John Greenwood and that favourite damsel of the ivories, Jean Martin, will be popping in too. Alan Ashton is back with organised keyboards and we'll open up the pages of the August Concert Diary. To open the show this month, I hope you took the advice offered a few editions ago and obtained a copy of German organist Ari Zane Fennig's latest CD. It's possible that you may have seen the artist live in concert in the UK recently, but just in case the album or the concert passed you by, panic not, he's here right now.
Hardy Zane Fennig on the Wurze OAS system and the Aberhit Super Trooper. Now I mentioned that the artist had been on tour not so long ago, one of his shows being at the Hly Organ Society near Wrexham. It's certainly worth mentioning again that Hly is one of the country's most successful venues for organ and keyboard music. They have excellent double stage facilities there at the Royal British Legion Club and with audience figures into several hundred they're lucky enough to be able to attract and present and afford top celebrities. There aren't many societies who, in addition to a regular top-line monthly concert, meet every single week. And it's even more bewildering since I've likened Ly itself to Brigadoon. It really does give the visitor the impression of a sleepy little village which magically springs to life when the organ nuts are around. In a few weeks from now, Harry Stoneham will be their guest. And way back in 1982, he was the very first professional organist that I interviewed for this programme. Well, listening again to that conversation, it's obvious that your presenter was cringingly naive and when I travel over to Thly in September to chat once more with Harry, I hope he'll have forgotten the efforts of a then newcomer to broadcasting. You might like to consider joining the audience there on the evening of Wednesday the 18th of September. The venue is less than an hour's drive from Oldham and I know that you'd certainly be given a warm welcome from the committee, including the organist whose latest CD is loaded in the player right now. Thank you. 
Ross, one of the stalwart workers at the Fly Organ Society on the Yamaha EL90 and the girl from Ipanema. Well, the composer of that, Antonio Carlos Jobim, Tom, to his friends apparently, I kid you not, grew up in the same town, uh, that is to say, Ipanema. Well, my computer's interactive map shows me that just a few miles further along the Rio de Janeiro coastline, you come to another beach resort which has had more than its fair share of fame carved in popular song. Here's an arrangement by John Walker and the Digital Orchestra.
Copacabana, courtesy of John Walker and his Digital Orchestra. One of the organists who appeared at the occasion of the reinstallation of the ex-pyramid sale Christie organ in the Oldham Bluecoat School over 20 years ago was Doreen Chadwick. We'll be hearing the organ as it sounds today in a little while. But coming up next, John Greenwood from the recording company Audicord has an historical musical jigsaw, part of which in no small way was played by Doreen Chadwick. Well, John, we've uh, just heard music there from one of those rare things these days called an LP, um, one which has um, a certain amount of historical interest uh, attached to it, doesn't it? Yes, Ian. Well, that LP, Old Lady Be Good, uh, was actually recorded in 1972, during the night and finishing at six o'clock on the morning of the day of the funeral of the man so long associated with the Manchester Gormont Wurlitzer, namely Stanley Tudor. Now, although Doreen had been a professional theatre organist since the 1940s and made many broadcasts and done lots of concerts, it was in fact her first recording, made for Amber Lee 
and very successful at the time. And then several years later, when Amber Lee closed down, my predecessor at Audicord, the founder in fact, Ken Miller, being friendly with the directors, acquired all their master tapes. And he released Old Lady Be Good on a cassette in 1987, 15 years after the LP came out. And believe it or not, it is still selling today. I now transport Doreen to most of her concerts and look after the sales of her CDs and cassettes and I can tell you that even with seven or eight titles available to choose from it is rare if at least one copy of Old Lady Be Good doesn't go. Well John, with all the advances in recording technology and so on do you feel that the days of audio cassettes then are numbered? I am finding that there is one small group within the buying public, uh, very much in the minority, I have to say, that uh, will still only buy their music on cassette and nothing else. There's a somewhat larger group, and I'll admit I'm in it, that prefer CDs, not only for the improved sound quality, but uh, other advantages such as the ease of playing selected tracks if one so wishes but um, they will buy a cassette if there's something of interest that isn't available on a CD uh, but far outnumbering uh, both of them is the group that nowadays no doubt for the advantages I've just mentioned are only interested in CDs and uh, if I may say so, Audicord is presently making a number of its recent releases from a few years ago available on CD. And then come September, Oh Lady Be Good is going to be released on a CD. And that, of course, will be on the 30th anniversary of the original LP being made. Um, two things I must add finally. One is that Having known Doreen for most of that time, I find her playing style has never ever changed. And unless one is aware that the Manchester government ceased to be a long time ago, one could be forgiven for not realising that the recording was made as long, as, as long ago as it was. And finally, the LP was not only a first for Doreen, but also for your colleague Alan Ashton, no less, as it was the first LP for which he ever wrote sleeve notes. And confidentially, I am thinking of writing to him to ask if he'll pen a few words to accompany its release on CD. Wouldn't it be nice if he would? Thank you. 
Doreen Chadwick at the organ originally installed in the Gaumont Manchester playing the Chianti song and Michel Legrand's I Will Wait For You. And uh, if you would like a copy of the excellent CD re-release which costs just £10 plus postage and packing you can call Audicord for more details on 01706 647 152 01706 647152 and thanks to John Greenwood too for that story of what must surely be one of the most successful of organ world recordings well we've already had a couple of Latin American offerings tonight let me really rub salt into the wounds of those who took little comfort from the result of last month's World Cup final
Well, that's a double whammy in one sense. Argentinian organist Hector Oliveira playing the name of the team that carried the title of world football champions, as if anybody cares, for the next four years. Oh, well, make a date for 2006. Luckily, you, uh, if you enjoy live keyboard instrumental sounds, well, you don't have to wait that long, because if the pen and paper is to hand, then here we go with this month's roundup of concert details. You're listening to Radio Caval on 1350 AM. The Penniston Cinema Organ Trust will hold a concert on Saturday, August the 10th at 2.30pm. The guest at the console is John Barnett. Two concerts the following day, the 11th of August, Sunday, the first at the Ritz Ballroom in Brighouse, courtesy of the Cinema Organ Society, that's Richard Hills at 2.30, and over at the Ronald Curtis Paramount Organ Studios, Smith's Road, Darcy Lever in Bolton, Nicholas Martin at the Compton Organ there at 3 o'clock. On to electronic organ shows now, and another chance to hear Nick Martin, this time at the East Lancashire Electronics Organ Society, who meet at the Canberra Club, British Aerospace, Longsight Road in Salmsbury, on Monday, August the 12th at 8pm. Penny Whedon will be in concert at the Rossendale Organ and Keyboard Club at the United Social Club, Dark Lane in Newchurch in Rottenstall. The date for that is Wednesday, August the 14th, commencing at 8pm. The David Hamilton Organ Society have Paul Gregson as their guest on Thursday the 15th at the Royal British Legion Club, Scar Lane, Golcar, near to Huddersfield at 7.30. The Bolton and District Organ Society will be entertained by David Thomas at 8 o'clock on Tuesday, August the 20th. And on the 26th, the Monday evening, Eddie Ruier will be playing at the Top Note Organ Society in Leyland at the Social Club on Derby Street in Farrington. That concert starts at 7.45. And finally for this month, the Stockport Organ and Keyboard Club holds its August concert on Thursday the 29th with Helen McNulty as the featured artist at 8pm. Now, a reminder that all those dates, uh, together with the appropriate contact numbers and addresses and so on, can be found on the website at www.keyview.org. Or, if you prefer the human touch, you can speak to Claire on any Wednesday evening here at the Radio Cavell Studios between 7 and 8pm. Are you ready to order, madame? Uh, yes, I'd like the prawn cocktail. Ah, now is that with or without nicotine? Oh, with, please. Hmm. And the main course? Sirloin steak. Now, may I recommend a slight sprinkling of cigarette ash? Mmm, that sounds delicious. If you prefer a less smoky environment when you're out eating and drinking, then look out for the Roy Castle Good Air Award. It's given to venues who provide their customers with a totally smoke-free or a partially smoke-free zone. So if you're looking for a venue with a really nice atmosphere, look out for the Roy Castle Good Air Award certificate. The Roy Castle Good Air Award. Call 0161 234 3391 for details. I've mentioned on previous editions this year that 2002 marks the 20th anniversary of the former Odeon Pyramid Cinema Sale Christie reinstallation into the Blue Coat School in Oldham. The Lancastrian Theatre Organ Trust, who own and maintain the organ, present a showcase concert these days on just a handful of occasions. And one such evening took place just a few weeks ago, when returning to the console was the ever-popular organist Gene Martin. 
Well, it's been a while since our outside broadcast unit made a recording of this unique organ, so I hope you enjoy some of the sounds for the next few minutes.
Jean, welcome back to Keyview, first of all. Thank you very much, Ian. It's lovely to see you again. And very much alive, I might have to add. <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> Enough said. Um, concerts, certainly at this venue, are sadly becoming fewer and, and farther between. Um, how important is it for you as an artist that they should continue at all? Well, I'd, I would dread to think if it, if it sort of all died away because this area has some of the finest instruments that I've played and particularly this Christie tonight, it's wonderful. There's only one other one that I can compare with it and that's the one at the Gordon Craig Theatre in Stevenage. But this one, the action is so light and I can actually do my boogie-woogie tonight. Oh, oh Richard. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to play the 1812 Overture too, which is an achievement on, on a Christie because sometimes they have, you know, they're nice and gentle, but there is some power in this one, so I'm looking forward to it immensely. You're probably in a good position to be able to comment on the health and well-being of organ uh, world as it, as it was, travelling about as, as, as you do the length and breadth of the, uh, the country and abroad, of course, Jean. Yes. Paint us a picture, a, a short picture, if you will, of what you encounter on the circuit in, in 2002. Ian, if I could answer this question from my heart, I would say it's going to depend on the enthusiasm of the public. As long as people still keep going to the organ concerts, it's going to continue. But of course, with a lot of the dealers pulling the instruments out with regard to the electronic concerts, they are getting a little bit far and few between and members are dwindling off. But I'm tending to find that there are quite a few young people drifting in gradually. Youngsters, you know, below sort of 12, uh, little ones, which are the, the organ people of tomorrow. And these are the ones we've got to encourage. Um, I mean, a lot of societies are really thriving well. And if they can tick over with 120 members, I can't see why not. You know, as people are sort of dying off because of old age, a few more new members. It's just spreading the word, isn't it, really? You, you know, we've got to keep it alive. Um, I'm not really altogether keen on people taking keyboards to organ societies. This is a thorn in my side because an organ society is for the organ enthusiast and when people say, oh, you know, we're going to manufacture keyboards, particularly Yamaha who are launching all these keyboards, I think this is going to be a flash in the pan because a lot of people have still got organs at home, still want to hear the professionals playing them and if they're out there and they've got the organs, I can t I'm going to be determined to continue to entertain them. You're one of those artists, Jean, who is fortunate enough to be able to, to turn hands and feet to both pipes and electronics. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of professional organists on the circuit playing electronic organ in societies and so on who turn their back on the theatre organ. What, what, what advice would you give to them? Is it a wise thing to do that? Or why do you think they won't expand into... A, I think it's maybe that they're frightened of them, Ian. Um, I, I must admit, I didn't play a theatre organ till I was oh, in my early 20s. Um, the reason being, I, I think I adapted quite easily to them from being a church organist, because I played the church organ from the age of 11. And having the three manuals, um, it wasn't such, such a, a fright to actually go on one. The technique was different, obviously. But a lot of people, you know, who play electronics, they're frightened to explore even an electronic organ. 
and the sight of a, of a Christie in front of them, you know, they think, well, what does that do? I always remember Bill Davis years and years ago and he gave me a tip and he said, it was one of my first theatre organ concerts, and I said, Bill, I said, I, am, I don't know whether I'm putting down the right combinations of stops. And he said this to me, he said, Jean, if it sounds right, use it. And that has been the best advice that I was ever given. And from Bill Davis, I can't honestly, I can't thank him enough. I, I couldn't possibly go wrong with that, could I? Well, that's from a and very that, worthwhile source. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, sometimes I have had frights when I did my first tour in Holland and all the um, tabs were written in Dutch. <laughs> that did frighten me to death, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in the Nijinsky Theatre in Amsterdam. And it, they, all the tabs were brown. You couldn't read the writing on them. And I was playing Ave Maria and stuck the klaxon on right in the middle. So that was a little bit embarrassing, but the Dutch people thought it was wonderful. Hey, you certainly woke and, up the uh, angels anyway. Well, it earned me a standing ovation, so it couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> well, speaking of standing ovations, Jean, that the crowds are starting to come in here at the Blue Court, so we'd, we'd better let you prepare. And okay. we'll, uh, we'll look forward to a little bit of music. Yes, Jean, thank thanks. you very much. Lovely to see you, Ian. Thank you. 
Man I Love and All That Jazz, Gene Martin at the Christie Organ. Well, let's stick with pipes for a moment longer as Alan Ashton brings us up to speed with a new release in a slightly curtailed organised keyboards. Thank you once again, Ian, and hello, everyone. Basically, my little spot this month is centred around Stockport and Manchester, and it features two organs which, in my old BBC Radio Manchester days, were regularly featured on my weekly programme. Having said that, one of the organs was never in the best of condition in those days, although, thanks to the efforts of a guy by the name of Bob Evenden, the three-manual 11-rank Compton in the then Plaza Mecca Bingo Hall in Mersey Square did get the wind blown through the pipes on a pretty regular basis. It was always a powerful installation and in some respects has somewhat unique specifications which is all down to the design of Norman Cocker, the former assistant organist at Manchester Cathedral. In October of this year the organ will be no less than 70 years of age, as will of course the building itself, which was built for the Reed, Snape and Ward Company and was designed by architect William Thornley. Opening night honours fell to Cecil Chadwick, who brought the unusual sunburst-style illuminated console into view for the very first time. The latest recording to come from the Soundline Company features this instrument in the more than capable hands of Nigel Ogden, who presents a programme with the title You Ought to Be in Pictures, so no prizes for guessing where all the music comes from. Reminding us of one of the most legendary movies of all time, which saw heroine Fay Ray trying to escape, literally from the clutches of the mighty King Kong, here's the King Kong March.
The King Kong March, music composed by Max Steiner for the RKO film, and then the title track to Nigel Ogden's latest recording, You Ought to Be in Pictures, featuring the Compton of the now renamed Plaza Super Cinema and Variety Theatre in Stockport. The number is Soundline SL4025. Soundline SL4025. Thanks, Alan. I understand normal service will resume for you next month. Just one late date for the concert diary this month, the Hly Royal British Legion Organ Society will have a gala jubilee masked ball on Friday, August the 16th, with the doors opening at 7pm. It's a ticket-only admission for this, uh, £10 for non-members, £5 for members of the Organ Society, and more details can be had by phoning 01978... 351475. A great lineup including Todd Miller, the Joel Loss Orchestra, and Paul Crofts. A great selection of music and musicians, no doubt, then on Friday, August the 16th. Well, I do hope that you've enjoyed this month's Key View. A particular thanks to John Greenwood and to Gene Martin for entertaining us there on the Christie organ. Uh, maybe you can make a date on Wednesday, the September the 4th at 6 o'clock here on 13.50am. Till then, take care, all the best, and from me, Ian Wollstenholm, bye-bye for now.